1: Come come, come come get the
0: beware IGM What's up everybody? Welcome to IGN Games Scoop. I'm your host Damon Hadfield. I'm joined today by Greg Miller, hey. Ryan McCaffrey. Top of the morning. Justin Davis. Scoop. We have an excellent show planned for you today. We're gonna be talking about PlayStation Now later. Ah! <laughs> We're gonna be talking about the review process, but first, big game out this week. The long anticipated Dark Souls?
2: Hearthstone.
0: <laughs> Towerfall. <night>? <laughs> <laughs> Many people thought might be the first real next-gen game. Mm-hmm. Titanfall. Yes. You reviewed it, Ryan McCaffrey. I did. What happened? You've played a hell of a lot of it. Yeah. Justin and I have checked it out and thought maybe oh, this looks cool. I'm probably not gonna rush out and buy an Xbox One for it, but it looks cool. You agree? Would you agree with this?
2: Yeah. I'm not gonna San Francisco
0: rush out. Uh, a lot You're of not. puns today. Oh,
1: look at the B-roll. Race. He's on it today. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, Titanfall, uh, let's start out with a question here from one of our viewers. This is from Medster101. Okay. You think he's a med student? You think that's his real name? I think it's his, his Christian name. Does, yes. he leave, does he live in the Mediterranean Sea? Who, who knows? It's, does it's he a have very a boat? My, mysterious boat? <laughs> he, he asks, he's wondering about Titanfall, he says, is there a possibility it could eventually find its way to PlayStation 3? <laughs> Shooting for the moon. On we, this, we've one. Covered this We've covered this. Uh, and if not, then is the game worth me purchasing an Xbox One for? That's that's the real question here. Is this is this like the reason to buy an Xbox One? It's a great game, uh, you
3: know, 8.9 out of 10, mm-hmm, editor's choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's also available on 360, although again, Well like, not yet, right. In in about a week from now, a week and a half from now. I didn't realize it was uh actually. although since I've been- No asked. one's seen it. Well, exactly. <laughs> I get asked this every day on Twitter, and justifiably mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, they have not shown it to anyone. And, yeah, it's a different developer, right? I, I understand. You know, they want people to buy the Xbox One version. Right. Uh, there's people practically can't even remember that there's a PC version because it's all being focused on the Xbox One version. So, there is a 360 version coming out. It's out on PC. So, you know, if you've got a decent PC rig, you can mm. check it out there. Uh, is it worth buying a, a $500 console for? Depends how much $500 is worth to you. It is a really good game. It's worth
0: $500 to me, approximately. There you go. Ah.
2: Ah.
0: Okay. Sorry to interrupt you for my dumb joke. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just,
3: what? how much is $500 worth to you? If that's like a month's pay and you're like, oh God, I can only per- make one major purchase you know, for fun. Don't buy food. Like, buy <laughs> the you live. But you know, it is a great game.
2: It's too bad the 80, the 8.9 is harsh. If only it were one 100th better. What are you, and the IGN comments? And then they could have gotten a nine. Just that one percent improvement. Well, um, a tenth of a percent. Well, wouldn't it no, I mean if we're on a hundred point scale. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making a silly joke. Okay, it's not like you got Ryan mad. Is what uh-huh. you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sore spot, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you've probably. Had I this. think there's
1: a case to be made for it. Like for me, like I bought my Xbox maybe. One knowing this would be the first game I'd really, really get into after I played it at PAX, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so. At launch of the Xbox One, I bought it, and I totally didn't need an Xbox One. You know what I mean? It, it, I've, it, I've played games on it, Peggle 2. I've had a great sure. time with uh, the PowerShot Golf. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah. And so I could have not bought it. I could have waited. I mean, it's one of those things that, for me, it's, uh, life's a game of dominoes when it comes to these kind of purchases, right? Like, eventually the is going to fall. I'm going <laughs> to buy it or eventually. Why not buy it now? Mm-hmm. I knew that buying it here, I could get it and there wouldn't be a price drop, right? Granted, I could have bought it on day and day with Titanfall, had, save 60 the, had the bundle, saved 60 bucks, but I wouldn't have been able to play the beta and get, try to get good yeah, at it. Yeah, and I'm you, terrible you've at first gotten to shooters. play Peggle and other right, things. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. There's a built-in value there that I've, I've gotten around. So, I yeah. mean, like, if snapping you are- Snapping apps and- well, I'm snapping apps left and right, Justin. I'm making <laughs> parties just to sit there and watch Netflix getting the uh, Christine finished uh, a run of new girl last night on Netflix mm. got an achievement for that so that's cool <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stoked about that but like if you're a huge first person shooter fan right and like you want to get invested in this community and be there from yeah, you know, pretty much if, day if you're one, tired of call of duty maybe you're sick of the ongoing battlefield yeah. problems this is definitely but it's the, it's the, like yeah. any other purchase we talk about right like you have to look at the landscape of what's coming next then yeah. you know so what you have Titanfall you have an Xbox one are you okay just having that for a while, right? Like, the, what's the next big game? We're all, Batman maybe, you know, well, Halo? in October. Like, exactly, uh, exactly. Destiny in September? So yeah. uh, we'll one. see if that happens, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, not an Xbox One exclusive, of course. Right, exactly. These are all the games you can get other places. Uh, a GameScoop founder, David Adams, did buy an Xbox One for Titanfall. Yeah. So I convinced him, at least.
1: Okay, good. I think it's worth it. If you, want, if you know what you're getting into. This is all yeah. educated guesses, and how, like what he's saying. This guy, who I don't know. Uh, this man, I... Re- <laughs> I'll, I'll assert <laughs> myself. Out. No, what Ryan's saying, right, and the fact that how much is $500 worth to you? And if you can put $500 on your entertainment center and be happy with that and play through, then yeah, go for it. I'm having a great time
2: with Titanfall. We, I definitely thought... My plan was to buy the PS4 at launch and buy the Xbox One with Titanfall. Yeah, um, yeah me too. I ended up changing my mind because I played some of the Titanfall beta And for me, it felt more like Call of Duty than I expected it to. Really? Like, it feels an awful lot like Call of Duty, you know, but with new stuff and with refinements and obviously with the Titans. Um, But it's like, having never touched or played the game ever, I was able to pick up a controller and understand what all the buttons did. I knew, like, it's too similar to what's come before. And some people would say, well, that's just, like, the foundation. That's how shooters work nowadays. Mm -hmm. And, like, I understand that. And if you like that sort of deal, if you're into a fast-paced, competitive, multiplayer shooter... It's an excellent choice, but for me, like I played an awful lot of Call of Duty, and I'm just kind of over. Yeah. Like I play video games for adventure and story and puzzles sure. and sure, sure. well, and, sure. and
3: to, to the uh, to the point too is you know is the game worth buying the console for? You know, it is currently free with the console. Mm. They're giving it, so that's like well, if you're on the fence, yeah, sure,
2: you're like well, I the think domino. Like, that's like I will yeah. say here's the counterpoint to myself. Um, <laughs> I was watching Destin play the game, and like my impression is based off just picking up a controller and you know effing around in the beta yeah. like a little bit. And I saw Destin, who's played a lot of the game, and his build was totally like radical and different. Like yeah. his Titan uh, is a he drops it and it controls itself. Right. Um, he can guide it around, and then he what he does is he's oh maybe he's gonna be mad that I'm ruining his tactics, <laughs> but he stealths and then he jumps, and Spider-Man's in the corner. And yeah. so then he leaves his Titan out as bait, and when people run in, he shoots them stealthed from sure. you know the top corner of the map. And I'm like, that's pretty rad. Like, there's nothing like that in Call of Duty. Like, it's obviously like pushing. That scene forward, but I just don't know that it's for me anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, for me, like what you're talking about, I, I didn't play a lot of Call of Duty. Like I haven't been into a first-person shooter, like hardcore multiplayer, since Killzone 2. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. So getting into this, I'm having fun. I'm learning it. It, it. it feels different. But then, like what you're talking about, like I play with Alfredo all the time. Yeah. And the other time we got put on opposite teams, right? Oh, no. And so, <laughs> and I knew. I mean, I knew from the get-go that this meant I was going to die all the time. But at one point, like I, I you know, hit my uh, my pack or whatever, so I could see through the walls, yep. and I saw him. Coming and I placed in and he ran in, jumped on the wall, ran a 360 <laughs> degrees around me and shot me the entire time. And I'm like, I did not know you could shoot while you're on the walls. I don't know how you're doing that. Like, I was like, well, put the controller down. I'm like, I'm not gonna play with you anymore unless I'm on your team. Well, the, the social element's a fun part of it too because yeah. we have been
3: playing like you, mm-hmm. me, Alfredo, Fran, yeah, yeah. Scott Low. Uh, the social element, the water cooler aspect exactly. of Titanfall is sure. a lot of fun, too. Yeah, yeah right
1: now, there's, there's a whole different scene to it, right? With, like, you're streaming, Alfredo streaming, yeah. Scott streaming. You jump on, you talk to it, people are interacting with you through Twitter, doing all this other stuff.
2: It's yeah. fun. Yeah, we, I mean, it so, totally depends on whether you're in the mood for that kind of game or not. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big RPG guy either, but I'm loving Bravely Default because it's my once, every five years JRPG. Like, the time just finally came where I'm like, this is what I want right now. Yeah. And, like... I'm just sort of, just realistically, I know if I got a multiplayer competitive shooter, um, that's just not the scene that I'm in yeah. at the moment.
0: I would argue that maybe no single game is worth buying a 500 or even $400 console for. It's really more about the, the library. Definitely. Yeah, we haven't really try.
3: seen that since arguably Halo 1 on the first yeah. Xbox, where it's just like, I need to buy this machine right now for this game. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's like Zelda and Mario on uh, Nintendo boxes. Yeah. I bought a Wii just for Super Mario Galaxy, and it was yeah. way worth it.
0: Totally. Cool. So yeah, uh, it's a little bit hard to like, make the recommendation, but you know, if you, if you, I don't think you're gonna regret your purchase if, if Titanfall seems like a game that you're interested in. You can also play Dead Rising 3, Yeah, Tiger the lineup 2, is, the, the upcoming games. lineup is yeah. really nice. You should probably get yourself one of those current general consoles, Medster 101. Get out of med school. Now, <laughs> he's gonna no be able future to- in that. <laughs> he's gonna be able to afford- It's like
1: eight years of school, to get work around sick people all the time, have life in your hands. Yeah. You make one
0: wrong move, you kill the baby. <laughs> Whoa. Aww. Now, as we already found out in our discussion today, it's hard to talk about Titanfall without mentioning Call of Duty, right? Yep. True. Yep. Uh, another one of our viewers, Mark Clifford. The dog? Yes, Mark Clifford the dog. Writes in asking, woof, woof, my woof, kid woof, loves him. He
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> He's the big red dog? Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting <laughs> on a house.
0: With the release of Titanfall this week, do you think it will be the death of Call of Duty? I think splitting the game between three studios was a good move and will hopefully provide some freshness to the franchise as it's gotten stale lately. But will it be enough? He's talking about the developers that are working on Call of Duty right. games.
3: Uh, I have some verbal
0: diarrhea I can spout about. Here we this. go. Oh. If you guys want vomit on us Oh, so,
2: that's not what diarrhea is no. <laughs> It's the opposite well, it's
0: just vomit the other way, but anyway got it so uh, short-term
3: cool. no But I think what's gonna happen because you know if only for no other reason it's not on PlayStation platforms and whereas Call of Duty's on everything yeah, but I do think that uh, We've gotten to the point where Call of Duty some fatigue has set in you know ghosts I don't think it's sold as well as other Call of Duties have and I think uh, Titanfall, the mechanics are so much fun, and it really is designed for people who like Call of Duty. The
1: mechanics are so much fun. Oransky's B-roll is the training modules. of like, here's how you <laughs> do not put it off, you
0: coward. <laughs> oh. But, <laughs> but anyway, again, I source most of the b so It's oh, not um, Aransky's fault. Sorry, Mike. Oransky. Yeah.
3: But I do think that word will spread. Or ga- I think there's going to be a long tail for Titanfall, mm. uh, partially because I think word will spread in the Call of Duty community. Oh, man, you got to check this out. This game's rad. Uh, but also, there's nothing coming out for a while on either console. Yeah. You know, you've got Infamous this month as the big PS4 yeah. release, and then it's kind of nothing on mm-hmm. either platform. Uh, Metal Gear demo. A two-hour... Two hours of <laughs> Metal Gear. 40, 50 bucks, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> but, uh, but I think by Titanfall 2, which they've Respawn has all but said, that's going to be on every console, and hmm. it should be at that point. Uh, makes great sense for them and for, for gamers. I think Titanfall 2 has a pretty good chance to... Hmm. If not, maybe quite overtake Call of Duty. At least take like a
1: huge, huge chunk of its the, market my share. question for that though is how long, how far out is that? Like, is it's one of those things. Is this going to kill Call of Duty? No, because Call of Duty is going to be annual forever, right? right? Like, that's what the whole thing. There's always every year people are going to be super excited to play Call of Duty. But are they though? I mean, if 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 it continues the way
3: it's going, I mean, Sledgehammer has a big task on their hands this year with yeah. trying to reinvigorate. Co- I mean, I I finally jumped off the Call of Duty bandwagon. Uh, Two Call of Duties, I just like, I can't, this is boring to me now. Like yeah. mm-hmm. It's all Call of Duty is to me is pull the left trigger to, to, home, to hone in on a guy, pull the trigger. It doesn't matter what gun you have, literally doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. could shoot anyone with any gun, doesn't make a difference. Uh, and so I'm just, and, and the single player game is the excuse for a campaign in Call of Duty is follow some AI guy. Shoot a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and then follow them to the next area. They're just and screaming again, at you. So They're always mad at you, yeah. no matter what you're doing. So I, you know, Call of Duty <laughs> needs. It's a. It's a it's the curse of success right I mean it's yeah. it's huge and so they can't change it too much mm-hmm. but man they got to change it I mean so but I, I feel
1: do? like we say this every year and granted again we're on, you know we're on the outside not being big FPS people we you know aren't usually excited for call of duties but every mm-hmm. year they come out at their event and they're like here's what we're doing this fish has texture and there's a dog and people are like
2: oh I can't wait to try this to play this and, well, nice. and then uh, they get made fun of a lot too Yeah, well, That's yeah. Bad, but I mean I I don't know like what the popular I know ghosts reviewed well but I don't know like what the hardcore call of duty community thought of it. Bit, but like it did feel like oh you got this dog but otherwise it's kind of the same yeah, as yeah. the other games like they need to mix it up and they would and i agree, think yeah. they know that like you know sledgehammer and activision all these people are smart people and i think that they're looking at titanfall and understanding that call of duty needs to change well, and i think it will i think yeah, is, will there be mechs
0: that's what i was gonna say what are the chances what are the chances <laughs> I, they add would, to call of duty? i would
2: bet the farm on it, either this Whoa. year or next. Next Whoa, year. But, but see, the thing is, you say Whoa. you say the Call not of Duty. Now prepared
3: for Mechfall. The Call of Duty people are smart people. Well, the Respawn people sure. are the original Call of
2: Duty people, right. They're really they're smart they're people. Right. I do, yeah. I I 100% agree that Titanfall is going to take a big chunk of Call of Duty's business. You know, not necessarily overnight, but you know, we are gonna see that as like, in the chart of sales, I think we're gonna see that as the turning point. Um, but, like I said, the, the counterpoint or what that hinges on is how much are they willing to take a risk on Call of Duty and how much will they inno- innovate with it. Um, they have to. I think they have to. It's got to look and feel. It's got to continue evolving with the times. You know, it's two generations, three generations old, this franchise is at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. You were talking about how, you, for you, Titanfall felt a little too similar to Call of Duty, but maybe that similarity would you know, be attractive to Call of Duty fans.
2: Could be, yeah. I mean, I think that's... Well, totally intentional. Yeah, that it's maybe you, it, like the Titanfall is just Call of Duty, but just different enough to feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. I think that it's it's intentional that you can pick up a Call of Duty fan can pick up Titanfall and understand immediately how to play. Well, look, even the fonts
3: are are the same font, like the yep. on-screen fonts are the same ones as in Call yeah. of Duty.
2: That is not
0: uh, no, an accident. None of that
2: stuff's a coincidence for sure. Well, Zampella. Okay. we
0: should be there. Should we should be hearing more about this year's Call of Duty soon? So. We'll be watching uh, that. Yeah, they very usually closer.
3: reveal it around what like NBA playoffs or something. They do a big commercial
0: it's before E three, right? Yeah, isn't it pre three? Yeah. We usually it's go down usually and like to get into an a an event. little bit before E three. So we we'll watching carefully.
2: I wonder if I'm gonna. I wonder if like me saying Titanfall is like Call of Duty is like someone saying ping pong is like tennis. Well, you? Hit a ball with a paddle. <laughs> What's and the and
0: difference? Then, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean,
2: it's unfortunate. I'm at the
3: point where you can't even. I'm, I won't even be excited when they announce Call of Duty. Like yeah. it's they're gonna have
2: to. They have to win me back at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's you're gonna, gonna sit on them, your
1: throne with your thumb like this, waiting. <laughs>
2: Re- no. <laughs> what was it? Were you guys at the one where I think it was Black Ops or maybe Black Ops Two, where they announced it in this like stadium, and then there was flames shooting off, and Eminem came out and sang a song, and then there was all this crazy stuff. Uh, there was an that, sounds about, of that. That video. sounds like awesome. every Call of Duty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was that E3 party where they're like, remember where Tony Hawk was going to do skate tricks? And yeah, like, that's and was, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was just an Activision party at E3. Oh,
2: but and they, then Tony oh. Hawk's like,
1: sorry, we can't use the ramp. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Weird. <laughs> anyway, it was weird for Tony Hawk. It was weird. Let's move on to PlayStation. Finally, PlayStation Now. Yeah, upcoming. Not uh, then. Now. Yeah, PlayStation Now. Spaceballs uh, joke. Uh, summarize PlayStation I, Now for that's us, right. I Greg. Huh? PlayStation <laughs> Now is the streaming service. This is what they bought Gaikai for.
1: Yeah. yeah, the idea is that you'll be able to stream classic <laughs> PlayStation titles. Very ambiguous, nebulous term mm. to your device, your tablet, your Vita, your PS3. Right now, they're talking about doing it PS4 and PS and PS Vita. That's what they're talking about when they launch this summer.
0: Yeah, they still haven't confirmed what titles will be available or anything like that. <clears throat> so, some leaked images this week show what uh, the the prices that PS3 games might cost mm-hmm. to stream rent them, which I still don't really get. You're like you stream them, but you're also renting them. A lot of questions. Yeah,
2: waiting for oh, answers like, like Netflix, right? Basically. Yeah, yeah so but like Netflix is just,
0: you don't, you don't pay by the movie or the show that you watch. This looks like you do,
2: but you. So if I were to rent a movie on PlayStation now, mm-hmm. not PlayStation now, today, if I were to rent a movie on PlayStation, I would pay four bucks and then it streams. Sure.
1: Right, but you'd have a twenty-four hour window with that rental. Right. So what does this mean for a video game that's forty hours long? I mean, that's the questions I have about all this.
0: Yeah. So this is this. None of this is confirmed by Sony. We right. should point out, but these are leaked images that look, you know, very legit. It seems like they're testing. They're like closed beta testing. They are doing closed now, betas right now. yeah. Right now, and so. You know, this screen shows Uncharted Three and, and Far Cry Three for rent, Uncharted Three is four ninety nine, Far Cry three is five ninety nine, so five and six dollars.
2: Mm. What that doesn't tell us is well how much you know how much time do you get right. with that game. I wonder why like why would it even need to be streaming? Why can't it just be five bucks and then you download the game and have it for you know a week or whatever is a reasonable rental time? Like blockbuster. Yeah. Like why stream like why does it have to be a streaming solution at well,
0: all? Well that's why it's confusing to me. I mean Add a little bit more to this. Another image shows uh, you have there's options for one day rental, seven day rental, or thirty day rental. Right. So there should be different like pricing tiers. But if you're streaming them, I guess like the. There's a save file. It creates a save file. You you store the save file locally, but then you had, you know it can just revisit that when you start streaming the game well, again. I believe the save file would be on the cloud, on the guy, okay. cloud. That way, if you're playing on your Vito,
1: you're playing on
3: your right, PS3, right. you're playing on your PS4. I mean, the way it, you know, the online you know, worked
2: is that there was a machine somewhere else in the world that was running yeah. the game, and then you were using the internet to play it. Like yeah. you would press a button, and it would send that you know it would ping that signal back to the machine, and then you know beam the footage back to you. That's why there was always like a little bit of latency, even though mm-hmm. it was actually pretty smooth most of
1: the time. And so yeah. then the answer. Your question is why you aren't downloading it is because you're able to do it on any device. They want this to be this cloud experience that goes into sure. it. I
2: guess it's a little bit stranger or the use case is a little bit stranger if you're on a PS4 or on a PS3, then it's like, man, just let me download the game and play it. But if you can play like Uncharted on your Vita because it's streaming to it, yeah. um, you know, or Far Cry three, sure. then that's w- totally badass.
1: Right. Well, you figure, I mean, the PSN is notoriously terrible, right? The speeds <laughs> are awful. So, I mean, like, if <laughs> I'm on my sure. P- They couldn't even update the store this week. Like, and they didn't even talk about it. It's just like, well, we can't do it. And then it finally went live. Like, <laughs> the reason... Yeah, on PlayStation 3, I... You're talking about hard drive space and PSN things and where you live in the country. And yep. there's a million questions about why...
2: Or, I guess, reasons on why you wouldn't do it this way. Streaming games is a strange proposition because as good as it'll ever be, there will always be latency. There will always yeah. be, you know, milliseconds of lag because that's how the internet works. And so, you know, we've been talking a lot about Call of Duty, Titanfall, I'm assuming Destiny. They don't seem like great candidates for this. Like, the games that they demoed with PlayStation now are Beyond Two Souls, um, The Last of Us, and God of War, I guess, is a really, really fast-paced, you know, timing-intensive action game. But the other two aren't. Like, they're a little bit slower-paced. Like, a sure. game like Beyond Two Souls or The Last of Us is a perfect fit for a tech like this where... If there's you know, a quarter of a second lag from the time you press the button to something happening on screen, like that's reasonable. It
0: costs $2, I think, a day to rent a game from Redbox.
2: Mm.
0: Let's say it costs $5 for Uncharted 3. Let's say that's the 7-day the time limit. Do we think that's a fair price? Reasonable? I
3: do how much do they cost to, at this point these older games to just buy them outright? ps 3. PS3? Yeah.
1: Uncharted 3. Yeah, you probably get in a what, 40 bucks. Yeah.
2: It's a fair point. Yeah, I totally think it's a reasonable price. Um, it seems a little bit expensive when you compare it to the price to buy it, but um, that's how everything is. Like, you know, leasing a car is way yeah. expensive yeah, compared I mean, to the cost of buying it. I mean, it and this is
1: instantaneous, right. and it's and on renting, a million like, devices. Renting HD and...
2: movies are 5 or 6 bucks yeah. on PSN, and but then you can buy the movie for, like, 14 And then it's like, oh, like, yeah, I can yeah, watch so it for one day. Or, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you've traded in your PS3
1: to afford help afford your PS4, this is, there's I mean, definitely some in, value here. And the big thing, right, is the way the PlayStation 4 is sold, that they feel like this is their Trojan horse to get that. Yo, I've heard such great things about Uncharted, but I was a 360 person. I never played right, it. Well, right. now here's
2: your chance to go play them all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would totally... Uh, I, my PS3 broke before I got a chance to play through All the Last of Us, and I never finished it. And I would, I would 100% use this service to experience that game. Sure, I think it would be a good fit for it.
0: What do you think Microsoft should do? I mean, do they need a similar solution for...
3: I don't know. I mean, they, Microsoft's been really aggressive about backwards compatibility, about not doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, they, you know, with the 360, with uh, an or- original Xbox backwards compatible games, they really only did what they did because the community twisted their arm as much, you know, and they, did, they rolled out various backwards compatibility updates where they'd do blocks of games would be added and made compatible um, through sort of a downloadable patch for 360 and they've shown no interest in doing it this time um, I mean I, I get it's it's I feel like backwards compatibility is generally one of those things where you think you want it but once you have that new box like when you're on your ps4 do you really want to go back and play old ps3 or ps2 or ps1 games on your ps4 some people maybe yes but I I generally don't. I mean, when I'm on my new thing,
2: I want to play new things. Yeah. We're in that transition period right now. Like, I uh, got Dark Souls 2, and I'm like, yeah, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's on <laughs> last I go gen, that not, stuff ne- up. not next yeah, yeah, yeah. gen. Um, but that's going to end pretty soon, and then, yeah, I mean, there's no looking back at it. Well, I that. wonder, who, like, who is it for?
0: Is it for the people that own a PS3 also or is it for the people who didn't own a PS3 but they got a PS4 so they miss out on this entire library of games. That's who it's for and that's why I don't think Microsoft
1: has to do it. Mm. Microsoft, I mean like they had great exclusives, not as many as or not as many exclusives as PlayStation and so and then they were the dominant console so if you wanted to play Gears of War you probably played Gears of War. Of course the the hidden secret that's been like, that's like right under our noses now that
3: no one seems to have sniffed out is backwards compatibility is happening but it's being monetized we're getting all these like hd collections and remakes That's, put out i actually prefer so, that and we're yeah. yeah we're being charged you know 40 50 60 bucks for uh, for you know a new paint job on something which yeah maybe it's a better option or maybe it's just publishers are going Ooh, we've we found a way to do this and make money off
0: right, of it. Right. I, I loved Tomb Raider Definitive Edition yeah, me too. It's so good. Like give I, well, me Last of Us Definitive Edition or whatever, right? Well and
2: there's stuff like there's some games that came out that were incredible but flawed, stuff like Shadow of the Colossus, and then it comes out and the frame rate's fixed and suddenly a great game became an incredible, you know, experience. And so, you know, if there's an opportunity to do an update like that, yeah. um, that it, it, when a definitive edition is truly definitive and they're not using it as like a marketing term, that's awesome. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, the big thing with PlayStation Now is that it is across all these devices. That's the thing. Like, yeah, that if is you nice. can play a game like this, if they come up with some way to let you play it on your iPhone, like it, you know, it's a solution That'd be like really that. Really weird, maybe. But it's like that's what they're talk- they're talking about mobile devices. No, it's yeah. When they, when they came pitch. out and
1: talked about it for the first time and branded a PlayStation Now, they had that family tree that went to right.
2: everything. Yeah. So that's that's really what's going to separate this from you know just renting a game on your PS4 and yeah. make it feel like a different mm-hmm. service. Yeah.
0: We will continue following PlayStation Now. I won't. Yes, we will. <laughs> it's the
2: last I want to hear of it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's
0: check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Brian did. Brian. He says, Hey, all Do you think the way reviewers play a game, straight all the way through to the end for review, changes their opinion of a game? Games like Rise, Son of Rome were bashed for how the gameplay was too repetitive. But for me, as a gamer who only has an hour a night to play games, I never found myself feeling this repetitiveness. P- repetitiveness. Do you think if reviewers spread their time out with the game out more, the reviews would be scored higher? What do you think? It's an interesting point.
1: It's a fair point, too. I think the problem is that a lot of people, when we get down to the brass tacks of reviewing video games, right, get caught up in the fact that we say that something's repetitive, but they enjoy it, so the score should be higher. Mm -hmm. When really, like, what we're talking about is, like, IGN reviews games and critiques them. Like, you know what I mean? There has to be a critical eye to it. So, calling out that it's repetitive doesn't mean that
2: it's not fun. I I totally think he makes a good point. Um, I run features now, but I used to run mobile, and that was a big thing that I always had to keep in mind, is that those games were designed to be played for 10 minutes a day for... For forever, you know, until yeah. you lost interest. And so, a game like Infinity Blade, um, which is up behind you, Greg, like not anymore. That game, kind of. <laughs> that game's the same thing, over and over and over again. And you had, I had two days to review it. Right. And so, like, that sucked. <laughs> but you have to like recognize that, like, okay, like the controls are super fun. They've actually got a pretty good story. It's gorgeous to look at. You know, it's got a great sort of reward system. And so, like, and think about like, how would this feel to play 10 minutes a day instead of over and over and over again? And then, you know, the result is a great score. Um, but I mean, the truth is that we're all professionals. And so I just call up my boss and I say, hey, did the check clear? And he says, yes. So we give it a nine out of 10.
1: Right, exactly.
2: Perfect. Money hat.
3: Uh, I think it's, it does come down to actually what you started, what you sarcastically touched on, <laughs> but uh, not the money part, but the professional part. I mean, I think that's just what being a professional is in your, yeah. in your job and critiquing a video game, as, as Greg said, is just being able to separate the, you know, circumstances of the review from the actual review itself. I mean, you know, we, we were up front with, you know, Titanfall, we, got, we caught some flack for, because we didn't put up a score on the first day. We put up a review in progress, which, spoiler, was a full review minus... Hey, we need to make sure that this thing is going to work sure. and be a, a fun, playable experience on on real servers, and not have ourselves another SimCity or, or Battlefield Four kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I re, you know when I reviewed that game, it was two days straight Titanfall to, uh, at a at a review event that EA held. There were twenty four people there. There were so there were two games going at a time, and uh, and and you know sadly there was no. Chat going on, uh, mm-hmm. which which that's crazy. On the second day, I was sitting next to Dan Shu from from uh, Venture Beat Games Beat. we were like, let's just take one year off and team up and let's talk to each other. And we had a much better time that <laughs> way. But um, and we, you know, you recognize like, okay, this is sitting here in front of the game all day in a in the room with everyone else is not how everybody's going to play this game. So that's one reason we held off the final score so that I could get out and experience it in some real world circumstances. But I do think, you know, in general, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we've all been doing this for a pretty long time, and that's, you know, that's just part of being professional is, is being able to separate the, re- the circumstances of the review from the game itself. Good.
0: Nailed it. <laughs> Moving on. Put up Oransky's baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is Damien Boosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He asks, he's, he's wondering about compulsive... Video game playing. Okay. He wonders if it is actually a detriment to our culture. He asks, is there an appropriate role for compulsive gaming in our culture? By this I mean games that hook people into playing for hundreds or thousands of hours. Loot games come to mind. My opinion, I appreciate gaming and I play 10 to 20 hours a week myself. I also read IGN and similar outlets regularly. I do not, however, see how games like Diablo 3 or World of Warcraft with their superficial complexity and full-on Skinner Box mechanics Whoa. Someone may need to explain what that is to me. Are any more beneficial to our culture than anything that is traditionally classified as addictive?
1: <laughs>
3: how, so, how is so, it good to
0: our culture? Devil's advocate <laughs> argument, how is, how is that,
3: how is quote-unquote compulsive gaming any different than going to any public place, any you know train station, subway station, and everyone is just zoned out in their, On their phone, screen, their, phone you yeah. know, their, their screen, whether it's email or Twitter or text or (laughs) YouTube or something.
2: I don't know. That particular complaint is a pet peeve of mine. Like The the older generation says, oh, kids are just glued to their phones and no one's talking to each other anymore, but... You know, when I'm looking at my phone, I'm looking at pictures of my nephews that live in another state. Like, I feel like it lets us Or feed. you're looking at disco zoo. Or I'm looking at, or I'm uh, <coughs> finding animals in disco zoo more realistically. This
1: from the guy who was giving me crap earlier about tweeting during yeah. a dinner. Come mm-hmm.
2: on. I wasn't giving you crap.
1: You son of a... Uh,
2: <laughs> um, so I think that particular example, I don't buy into that complaint. Um, but that's unrelated to the question that Dibouche was asking. Um, Dibouche. Fun
1: is fun, like, the, the yeah. fact that there's a million different genres of <laughs> video games
2: that, I mean, I don't even,
1: like, half of them probably more than I, I don't really enjoy, right? right? But other people do, and I'm glad they do, and I enjoy my genres, and they enjoy, the, I mean, looting games is fun, it's fun yeah, just to fill in a
2: progress bar and level What's up it? and get stronger. I totally think that, I'm glad you brought that up, because I think he does have a point where, Call of Duty is one of the games that kind of started it where uh, gameplay and like, the, f- the fun of playing the game has been replaced with you know, feelings of satisfaction by just seeing a bar fill. Sure. By seeing numbers climb. And that bar is half full and you want that bar to be all the way full and then you get some sort of feeling. It releases some feeling of yeah. like, satisfaction and happiness. I
1: mean, comp- you. I mean, Titanfall is that for me where every night I'm like, I, I don't want to sign off if I'm not at a round number. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I was about to sign off like my second night with the game and I was like level 29 and yeah. Christine's like come to bed. She's like oh wait, we'll get to 30. I do so think I got to 30 and the next day I got to 40 and it's like, yeah, you know, I got to keep get fix. I I strongly
2: yeah. believe I'm probably going to write an opinion article or some sort of feature on IGN eventually about how, you know, progress bars and progression systems in some ways are messing up games. They're emphasized too much. I it's think. not always I, like I, that. They're like, yeah.
3: I, you know, to the point to the point of binge gaming and just immersing yourself like Oblivion and Skyrim are games that I love to just, like, I don't want to play those for an hour a night. I want to play them for yeah, three or yeah. four or five yeah. hours a night and just get lost in those
2: worlds. I think, I think that's okay, right? Like, yeah, what, yeah. What's the problem with that? I mean, I'm not arguing against that. I agree with that, too. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying the, the act of playing the game should be reward enough. And if it's not, if you feel like you need to be earning something or leveling up or getting better, like, I want to be unlocking things, um, then it's like, are you really, truly having fun? Like, is the moment-to-moment gameplay fun, like, playing the matches? Like, what if Call of Duty had no unlocks at all? Like, would it still have the millions of people playing every single night? Or is it that progression system and opening up new things that they're... It's a they're balance, doing? right? I mean, I think Titanfall
3: is is great on its own, even if you stripped out the the progression system. But the progression
1: system gives you... Uh, just a little extra incentive sure. to keep coming. You're like I like I like the carbine
2: a lot, but I want an extended mag, right. so I'm now yeah. gonna go after hunting grunts. And it just ah uh, gets. Cr- <laughs> I'll give you an example. I yeah. reviewed Hearthstone, so I've been you know waiting in with people on Twitter and in comments and stuff like that. And uh, one of the complaints of that games is that it rewards you with things too slowly. Uh-huh. Say like, oh you got to play a lot of games to really open stuff up and well, unlock stuff. It's a free to play game. Free to play game. Um, and my argument is, and this is Blizzard's argument as well, like they, people complain to Blizzard, Blizzard, I'm earning things too slowly when I play the game. You know, I'm not earning things fastly, you know, quickly enough. And their response is, uh, you know, playing the game is the reward. Like the fun that you're getting out of that match is your reward for playing that match. It's not, you know, the 10 gold that you get afterwards. Yeah. And if you're not, if your head isn't oriented that way, I question why, you know, what are you playing for?
1: See, I think more than the progress bar ruining stuff, it's in, uh, ruining, in quotes, of course, being it's trophies and achievements, right? It's, well, it's the same there, deal. It's there's the same mentality. There are plenty of times I'm play- I was, when I was in my full trophy whoredom where I was just like, why am I, why have I not gotten a single trophy yet? <laughs>
2: I'm right. playing this game for 45 minutes and yeah. not one trophy. It's the exact same mentality. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Or if you're playing a game like Diablo, are you running a boss over and over and over again to get the drop that you want yeah. or because you enjoy running that boss? Yeah. And the brilliance of Blizzard games is that it's usually both. Usually it's like so fun that you're enjoying yourself and then when you get that drop that's like icing on the top You're like yes now I feel even better. I'm having even more fun than I was just playing But what if chasing the number chasing level 40 is what's fun for you? Yeah, I would argue that like
0: you don't like everyone has to decide for themselves what's fun, right? Like you don't get to decide what's fun for everyone. Yeah yeah. I'm not deciding what's fun for saying, other you're, people. You were saying, is that fun for you? Like, well, everyone can
2: decide that on their own. Yeah, but I don't always feel like people know their own heart, like, as well as <laughs> As well as you do. <laughs> I'm just the David guy know your
1: heart. <laughs> no, I'm not
2: saying I know it better than so they like I do. I'm not saying that I know anybody's Brian, motivations better than they know their own motivations. <laughs> no. I'm saying that people need to examine their own motivations. Sure. Like, look inward and think about why. Like, if you're addicted to WoW... Like, what is it about it that has you addicted to World of Warcraft? Like, you know, maybe it's you have a bunch of friends, so you come back every night to hang out with them. But if it's not, if it's just, like, the chasing of the loot and you're not even enjoying the game anymore, I totally think that's a real thing. Like, to say that people, that games aren't habit-forming or addictive or people can form bad habits around them because of things like chasing loot, I think is, I would disagree with people that say that. I
0: say game and let game. Game and let game. <laughs> Damon, Damon,
1: Damon, Damon,
0: Damon, Damon. <laughs> David, anything more to say on that topic?
1: David, David, <laughs> David, David, David,
0: David. Not David. <laughs> uh, One more uh, email today from this is a good name, Sebastian Barada. Ooh, yeah. he's heir to the Barada cheese fortune. Yeah, that's true. Suave dude, just by yeah. his name alone. Yeah, he's worried about game delays. He says, "I was thinking about the news that Ubisoft Toronto is working on five unannounced games." And how, if any of them are AAA titles, they will probably be delayed. Why Why do I think this? (laughs) Because it seems like almost every game from The Last of Us to Bioshock to GTA to Watch Dogs gets delayed. Why? This wasn't as much of an issue a few years ago. Why is it now? Most gamers agree that while delays suck, it is overall for the best to ensure a quality release. Unlike Battlefield 4, which should have been delayed. Are publishers getting too antsy revealing games and starting the hype train too soon? And could this be because of the possibility of leaks? how they are now a huge threat, and if they want to beat leakers to the punch. Anyway, so first of all, are game delays more common today than they used to be? Probably, but it's
3: because games are really, really hard to make, and they're getting harder every year. You know, it takes more and more people, it's a bigger and bigger effort. and more effort, money. More and more yeah. money, I mean, that's the thing, like, you look at Watch Dogs. They've mm-hmm. said publicly, yeah, we had the game content complete, we could have put it out at... The console launches, PS4 and Xbox One launches. Look at that, Watch
1: Dogs B-roll. It's like I didn't
3: even yeah. did prep for this. How wizards did wizards in there?
2: <laughs> what a coincidence! But
1: said, I, so I try to keep him on his toes. We daughter. <laughs> we could have had
3: Watch Dogs yeah, out, but you know we we didn't feel like the quality was quite there. And what they're actually saying, the translation of that is, we could have put it out. It would have made a little money, but it wouldn't have it would have limited the franchise's potential because if, if we put it out and it's just okay, people are less likely right. to buy a sequel and yeah. we're have we've got we're less likely to have a franchise. So these companies are looking at it in the very long term and in franchise potential. Yeah. So they've chosen to, to delay Watch Dogs by what's gonna, what is it? It's gonna end up being, yeah, six months because it's May, they announced yeah, May no, something, yeah. right? Yeah. It's supposed May. to be
0: a PS4 launch game.
3: Yeah, so, you know, and if it comes out and it's super polished and it's great and people love it, and it sells really well, then it's like, boom, now you've got yourself a franchise, because then Watch Dogs 2 comes around, and it's it becomes a big deal. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, uh, there's there's just more money in, in this yeah. business than ever, and, and that, yeah. that influences everything.
0: There have been a lot of delays recently. Also The Witcher 3, also Drive Club was delayed. Yeah. As you mentioned, The
2: Last of Us was delayed before it was yeah. released. Um, I don't I know. know. I, I feel like the games that we've listed, we've listed six or seven games, and okay. to me, that's all the ones that have been delayed. You know, for everyone that was delayed, there's you know, Assassin's Creed comes out like clockwork every year. Call of Duty sure. comes out like clockwork every year. You know, huge projects like Titanfall hit, you know, on time. Although maybe that was maybe originally planned as a launch game. I don't know. But um I, think, I feel like games are more of a business and a lot of studios have gotten better about sort of hitting sure. their milestones.
1: I mean, a, a big change is just the how we communicate about games, right? There is a Twitter and there is an IGN and there are people who have to answer us when we ask these questions. I remember being a kid and it'd be, you'd get the new game pro and it's like, yeah. oh, Maximum Carnage is coming in summer and that's yeah. all it said, a giant blanket statement and summer would come and go. I'd be like, where is this game? And you'd have to, nobody, you'd have to wait for that next magazine to look through the release dates to figure out when it's
2: coming. I think, yeah, I totally agree. Like, you would open a new... Nintendo Power, for me it was EGM, and they would yeah. be like, well, Zelda's coming out a year. A year later than they said it was going to. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, delays have always been around. the first It's that first issue of N- Nintendo Power. They're talking about Zelda 2. They're okay. like, it'll be out this winter. Nope, didn't yeah. come out this winter. Now it'll be out next
2: next fall sometime. And then it came out, and I was like, what
3: is this? Side-scrolling? <laughs> yeah,
2: that was really weird. I definitely, the sense that I get is uh, we've gotten better about annualizing franchises and splitting up. You know, Call of Duty is on a three year t- cycle, and they know it's going to take them three years to make their game. And they know if their game's not out for 24 months, they know where they need to be. Yeah. You know, there's a 0% chance that, that a Call of Duty will not come out on time. Um,
0: well, so I, I can see it can be frustrating for gamers. They get excited about a game, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's close. They can almost feel the control in their hands playing this game, and then it gets delayed, and they're like, well, what am I going to play? But from like from the developer's perspective, the reason they have to announce it so uh, far in advance is because they need to build the hype chain, they need to get pre-orders yeah, going. Right. It's a pre-order mm-hmm. yeah, business. Sadly exactly, it's all money. It's a pre-order based business. And if they're a publicly traded company, they need to let their investors know what in what quarter this huge influx of cash comes in. Because games make most of their money at release. Yep. So they're like they know, you know, March March 14th. That's when these hundred million dollars. Yeah, you'll see a domino yep. field, like when you know GTA hits in a certain quarter for Take
3: Two. It's just they can they can like delay other things yeah. to improve their quality because they know that GTA
0: is going to make. They're going to make all they're gonna years make money their going to make quarter money <laughs> yeah, on September 17th or what it was.
2: We also uh, it does come down to marketing, like you were saying. Um, games that are new, stuff like Watch Dogs, stuff like The Order, um, they have to get out in front of those earlier. They say, look, man, this game's not coming for a couple years, but we're going to ease you into what this game's all about and what makes it awesome, and we're going to do you know drops of new assets and trailers every few months, whereas a game like Assassin's Creed, um, there's one coming out this fall, presumably, and we don't know what it is yet. Right. That game is not that many months away and they haven't even announced it because no.
0: they've been working on it for whatever, right. two years at least.
2: And so but since it's not a new like people understand like when they do announce it, they don't need to be like, look, you're the sky and an animus, like there's a lot that can sort of be <laughs> unspoken and like they can just talk about what's new. Same with Call of Duty. Like we haven't seen this year's Call of Duty either, even though it's only, you know, six months away. Yeah. So I
1: mean the question for delays coming up is just how people are gonna transition to PlayStation Four and Xbox One. You know what I mean? These are new, granted they're more like PCs, but they are new hardware, and there are going to be kinks to work out, you know, what you're talking about, right, like, they probably didn't need to tease Uncharted as early as they did for the Uncharted franchise, but they needed to do that, so you were excited about the PlayStation 4 to buy the PlayStation 4, sure. but it That's was, same hardware. thing happened with Halo last right? year, right, and yeah. calculated moves that those, you know, Uncharted didn't have a release date attached to it, even a I hint at a release date, right, it's just like, here's even, one, not even a logo, name. coming, yeah. it's just like, go,
2: it's coming. So it's like, you can <laughs> speculate, you know, and who, who, who the heck knows what's going on behind closed doors at Microsoft yeah. or Sony, but... In both companies, they're probably like, "Man, they're probably going to at least mention that Uncharted's coming, so we should mention Halo's coming." We yeah. don't need to show anything, we don't need to do anything, and the vice versa probably happened as well. Right, right.
0: All right. Before we go today, what are we playing this weekend? I'll start us off tonight. The girlfriend and I are staying in to play Walking Dead episode, no, Walking Dead season two, episode two. Nice, good choice. Yeah, good choice. Play that. Also, totally into Towerfall right now. Oh yeah. Playing the so quest good. mode of that. And finally, started playing Hearthstone. Yeah, which is so good. It's great. I'm really hooked on that, too. I'll be playing infamous Second Son. Jealous. <laughs> Look at you, yeah, yes. just
3: dropping the yeah. uh, name-dropping. <laughs> 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 Going back into Titanfall. Playing took some more took Titanfall. a night off last night to catch up on a couple TV shows. Archer, Justified.
0: Now, back to are you, Titanfall. Are you caught up with Archer now? Archer I am caught up. Ice. I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it's, the current
3: I'm season. I'm a little iffy on it. I mean, it's, it's funny, but I'm not...
0: Laughing out loud. Yeah, as that's much. how I feel about it. But they just renewed it for two more seasons, so. yeah, which I'm down for. I guess, we'll, I guess I guess I'll keep watching.
2: <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> uh, I'm finally playing South Park. I'm actually borrowing Ooh. Ryan's copy. Um, game is yeah. so good. So good. It is exactly what I wanted. Exactly like I was so last week. I'm like, man, I feel like that's the game. That's like exactly the game that I want right now, and it totally is. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: I, I hope that game sells really well. Not because Matt and Trey need the money, but because they don't. But for Obsidian, because they did a hell of a yeah. job working yeah. with Matt game. and Trey, reward their good work. I mean, yeah,
2: those yeah. guys. Yeah, also reward like, a, g- a good
0: use of a licensed yes, game. Yes, right? right.
2: Yeah, one of the best. I'm also I got into Blizzard's Heroes of the Storm alpha test, which is their MOBA, their League mm. of Legends game, um, and it's meant to be like a MOBA. It's more casual. Matches only take you know 15 minutes, and you're, you're not buying equipment, and uh, you know there's no last hitting and some of the rules that are confusing for people that don't know the genre, and so. It's a good test case for me, because I don't know the genre at all, and that's who it's for. And so, um, I checked out a little last night, I'll probably be playing some more of that, too. Nice.
0: Did you watch Sherlock season three? Yeah. Should I watch season three?
2: I mean, yeah. It's I
0: mean, is it still good? <laughs> like, I, I liked one and two, but I've heard mixed things about season three. Season three
2: is not as good. Okay, so that, um, makes, that doesn't make me want to watch but it. But one and two are so good. Yeah. Like saying it's not as good, it's still better than most of what's on TV. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as good. Wait, I want to start a new show. I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, I mean it doesn't count as Like, of it's You want like to write theory. it and produce it. Yeah, I want to start, I wanna start
0: yeah. a new show. I want to be the showrunner of a new show. Start
2: watching do. Doctor Who. I'll tell you where to start. There's too
0: much. I feel like Doctor Who. There's just too much no, Doctor I'll, Who to I'll watch. I'll you. I'll
2: hold your hand yeah. through it, Damon.
0: Did you ever watch Rome on HBO? I love Rome.
3: Okay, because uh, uh, you could probably just go on to HBO Go and find one of the HBO shows that I you never
2: watched. I feel like want. I've watched
0: them all though. Been, I think I've seen everything. You're hardcore. Entourage. I need to do. I need to do seasons two and three of Tremé. That's that's one episode show I need to continue. The Wire? I've seen it all. The Shield. I love The Shield. We, oh. I've, I've, listen, <laughs> TV junkie yeah, over here. Yeah, I've, I, you. I've, I've watched most of the good shows. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get into Bob's oh, Burgers. Oh, yeah, so, so good. So. Uh, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. A lot of scoops. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Justin. My name is Damon. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, and we're out.